0: Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast, Giants versus Lions preview. Yes, the seven and two Giants, the Giants that are sitting one game out of first place in the NFC East, but not just the NFC East, also one game out of being the number one team in the NFC. Going into this season, Alex and I definitely could not have predicted that for you listening. But here we are sitting in this position right now, um, you know, with some luck, a win versus the Detroit Lions and a Philly loss against the Jeff Saturday Colts. The Giants will be sitting in first place of the NFC East. So let's uh, or they might be they'll be
1: they'll be tied for first at least. But anyway, Alex, can I can I interrupt you real quick? I, I, am sorry. I just, you've said this now. I know a million people are saying this. Why is everyone calling them the Jeff Saturday Colts? Like we don't call the Patriots, the Bill Belichick Patriots. And we don't call, you know, other people have called the, them the that. The, the, but no one calls the giants, like the Brian Dable giant. I don't know. I just find it silly. Like every single person is like the Jeff Saturday Colts. I don't Who know. Else I is just calling them that. anyway.
0: I like never.
1: On Twitter, everywhere. Oh, really? Everyone's like Jeff Saturday's Colts. I was yeah. just saying that. It's like crazy. Um,
0: well, I mean, it's just – I mean, I'm sure when the hire got made, I don't know if you were seeing it, but all over social media, but even like the former – like Joe Thomas when he was on NFL Network was kind of commenting on it, and it it was, you know, insulting to other assistant coaches who's been with the Colts for a long time who has a coaching background to just hire someone who was on ESPN's yeah. Get getup uh, from time to time. It was just a huge deal. And Jeff Saturday
1: looked – I mean – hey. I, I get it, right? But it's still weird that people are calling him that. Like, I don't know why they're calling the team that. Like, they're associating the team it's with a joke. Like Jeff Saturdays. It's a joke know. to represent the it. state well, of the anyway, franchise at this point. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Well, they got to win, so maybe he's a great coach. Yeah, I
0: mean, he might have reunited the locker room, but this isn't the Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Um, So let, let's get things started. I mean, Alex, you already kind of addressed yourself as the, uh, the man standing behind the mic. We're sitting behind the mic in this
1: case. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm excited to be here. I think it's going to be an interesting game this weekend. I think the Lions are a team that have really gone downhill um, over the past few weeks, but doesn't mean that you can discount them. I think they've got a lot of talent, um, especially on offense. Defensively, they're quite terrible. Um, but we also thought that about the uh, Texans, and they actually put up a pretty decent performance against this Giants offense. And the Giants could be without a couple of key receivers this week. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, excited. Hopefully the Giants go 8-2. Hopefully the Eagles lose. Hopefully the Cowboys lose. Uh, obviously last weekend uh the Giant or the Cowboys, excuse me, lost to the Packers in, uh, in overtime. They were currently playing when we were recording that episode, actually. Uh, and then the Eagles lost to the Commanders on Monday night football. Um, so now Eagles 8-1, Cowboys 6 and three. uh, And the Giants are second in the NFC East at seven and two, only one place out of first in the division conference and the NFL as a whole too. So uh, really interesting there. Uh, Dallas plays the Vikings who are, I believe are eight and one, I want to say. So that could be a difficult game for them. And then the Eagles play the Colts. So we'll see how that uh, all ends up in the race for the NFC East title. Um, and I think that's a, you know, a key thing that all giant fans are going to be watching this weekend and rooting for the Colts, um, and the Vikings.
0: Alex, I mean, you mentioned the wide receivers the Giants might miss on Sunday. It's nothing new to Giants fans at this point missing wide receivers due to injuries for these games. I mean, that's been something that they've been struggling with all season. So it's just kind of, again, more of the practice squad guys step up, uh, get added on to the active roster, uh, and we kind of move and go from there. We're going to be talking about the weather in this episode a little bit. We're not a huge weather pod here. I mean, if you want the weather report, you go to Danny King on Talking Giants for that. Uh, But the weather is going to be a factor this weekend. Um, And we will get into that a little bit later when speaking of the Lions defense, which Alex mentioned already, they are not very good. Uh, Speaking of the the Lions, it's more of the same, you know, in that manner of not very good. They're three and six right now. They sit third in the NFC North, although uh, Dan Campbell has been trying these past couple years to get this team on the right track. And the past two weeks, he's been doing so. Two straight wins to the Lions. They're kind of on the up. Uh, while the Packers, who are playing tonight while we're recording this episode, they are four and six. They could drop another one. The Lions could win. And those teams, you know, they can be tied for second, just like that um, in the division. But obviously, at this moment, the Vikings are running away uh, with the NFC North at eight and one. Okay. So let's talk about Saquon Barkley a little bit here. Uh, the Giants. You know, running back, as we know, if you listen to the recap, I don't know why you shouldn't have, but you can go back and do that. We mentioned there that he had 35 carries for 152 yards last Sunday against the Texans, which now puts Saquon in the lead of the NFL with 931 rushing yards. Behind him, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. If you remember, we were kind of giving updates every week that Saquon led the league in scrimmage total scrimmage yards, but never really rushing yards. Uh, I wanted to look that up because I was like, why do they say rushing yards and not scrimmage yards? It's now Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins has reclaimed the lead there, or as I guess, gained the lead because Saquon had it before him, uh, has now gained the lead uh, when it comes to um, scrimmage yards. Um in the in the total uh, amount so far this season, however, they didn't have their bye week yet. Uh, Miami, I believe, has their bye week this week. Uh, I don't think they're playing a game, so Saquon could very well. He was second behind Hill after this weekend. Uh, could very well go to number one in the scrimmage yards. Uh, once again, and hopefully continue uh, having the number one um, rushing yards in the NFL, too. So there you go. Little stat there with Saquon Barkley uh, and is really playing up to getting that new contract extension, which you talked to the Giants about a little bit in the bye week. I'm going to go to the next thing now, which is the we're going to talk about some percentages uh, of player snaps and Alex I'll let you jump in here in just one second Kenny Galladay he participated in 38 percent of snaps last Sunday and is still limited in practice so far this week that's one of the receivers Alex was talking about another wide receiver limited in practice is Wanda Robinson he was active during 75 percent of snaps and he's also limited uh it seems like Wanda Robinson is going to play. He's optimistic at least with uh North Jersey.com writer, art Stapleton talked to him today in the locker room. He said he was optimistic. Uh, Kenny Galladay. I just want to, I mean, Wanda Robinson, the game on Sunday, he wasn't going in there injured compared to Kenny Galladay. It was his first game back after missing a few weeks with an injury. So that's really why I wanted to talk about the percentage of snaps for Kenny Galladay at 38% uh, last Sunday, which was not that bad for someone coming off an injury. He's still limited in practice. So he's still injured. Um, I assume he'll still play though on Sunday cause he was limited last week and he ended up playing, uh, but that's some percentages when it comes to stats and Alex, I go to your favorites. I mean, obviously you can comment on this, uh, but I, I wanted to send it to you going into your favorite source to talk about PFF. If you're a giant take podcast listener, you've listened for a long time, you know, Alex's love, hate relationship with PFF, but he gets to talk about his favorite guy on the Giants, Andrew Thomas, along with PFF. That is his favorite source, uh, you know, NFL source.
1: Yeah. And and I do want to touch on Kenny Galladay. Obviously he played 38% of the snaps. Those all pretty much coming in the first half. uh, If you think about it, he was pretty much benched in the second half and now there's this new hamstring injury for Kenny Galladay. So uh, very interesting uh, to see what happens with him. Uh, going forward that's a good
0: point too yeah because he was also asked today in the locker room during the uh you know press press time uh, that they get with players about his response to the booze i don't know if you saw this clip yes i did see that clip, um, yeah. They, yeah um he does not care uh, it doesn't really affect him much, although the more the Giants fans boo, the more he seems to drop the ball. So there there might be a little bit of an effect there unless Kenny Galladay just just in general is not a good wide receiver, which could also be defended as a uh, as a, as a case right now. Um but yeah, like you said, was bench most of the second half because of the drops uh, being an issue.
1: Yeah, um, and then moving on, like you mentioned, to Dexter Lawrence. Uh, he received a PFF grade of 92 after his performance against the Texans. Uh, for the season, Lawrence is at a 91.1 grade, which is second among interior defensive linemen behind Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs of not, at 92.6. Dane Belton and Julian Love, the two starting safeties while uh, Xavier McKinney was inactive, played 100% of the snaps on Sunday. Jason Pinnock, Uh, In that third safety role, played 36% of the snaps, subbing in uh, for that three safety package at times. Um, And that's pretty much it for our uh, analysis of snap counts for this past game against the Texans. And now uh, moving on to some news about some roster moves. Uh, The Giants signed defensive lineman Henry Mondeau who had that huge tackle for loss in the game against the Texans. Um, uh, he totally like blew over Laramie Tunsil, one of the best tackles in the NFL. He's been signed to the active roster after calling him up from the practice squad last Sunday, and they also activated Rodarius Williams from the IR. Rodarius Williams tore his ACL last year uh, in the Giants' September 26th game against the Dallas Cowboys. It could be possible that we see his return uh, against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Uh, and the team released offensive tackle Devry Hamilton and cornerback Justin Lane from the 53 men roster, uh, following these moves or, you know, at the same time as these moves, veteran tackle, uh, will Holden was also released from the practice squad. Uh, and Hamilton was actually placed back on to the practice squad, um, after he cleared waivers. Um, and that's pretty much it for the roster moves. Uh, Josh, do you have a a nice little story here about OBJ?
0: I do. I can talk about OBJ, as you know. So, we talked about him recently with the Giants expressing their interest in him. Like, we could talk about him forever. Um, I think just before I do that, I said, like, Andrew Thomas earlier. I guess I've just really complimented Andrew Thomas and connected them together with PFF because we talked about him also a lot this season, being like the highest graded offensive lineman on PFF. I meant to say Dexter Lawrence, because that is who we talked about when it related to PFF. But I don't know. I believe I believe I said it wrong there. But anyway, yes, let's move on now to Odell Beckham Jr. Let's talk this. This story, Alex, just makes me laugh. It makes me cringe and laugh at the same time. Odell Beckham Jr.'s high school coach says, quote, if I'm a betting man right now, uh, Nelson store, which is the coach told the the post being New York post. I flip a coin between New York and Dallas. It's tight, but all the teams I've heard about the one that really resonated or resonates a little bit more is New York. And you can certainly say the giants are the most intrigue with Odell's old coach. Okay. Here's the deal. Why are we taking these words and be like, Oh my God, he it's one of two teams that Odell's going to the giants or the Cowboys. He's it's a, it's a coin flip. He might come back to the giants. He really might come back. Okay. Odell just had his 30th birthday party, right? 30 years old. We're in high school right now. We're seniors in high school. Alex is 18. I'm 17 years old. Meaning that Saquon Barkley was in high school about 12 to 13 years ago. And we're taking his quotes from his high school coach, which, yeah, I'm sure they have a good relationship. They talk from time to time, maybe once every few weeks, right? Checking in on each other, see how they're doing. We're taking this as like the number, like his agent. Alex, I've seen these Instagram posts, these tweets, these articles, literally taking this high school football coach of Odell Beckham, like his sibling, like a close family friend, or like his agent himself. This is just a guy making a comment to the New York Post for an article. I don't think it has any relation really to, to Odell Beckham's post. He's probably guessing just as much as we are with maybe a little bit more insight of closeness because he does have a contact that is odell beckham himself but besides that it's nothing more than that and i don't like these people taking it further than they need to
1: i uh, do you agree with me on that i mean it's it's his high school football coach from yeah, years it, ago it's silly man i i i also don't think the giant i don't think he's gonna come back to the giants if i'm being complete uh completely honest and it seems like the story's flipping every day one day it's dallas one day it's the rams one day it's the bills and then one day it's the giants and it's the whole cycle over again Let's stop speculating. Let's just see. A decision will probably come in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we don't have to talk about it constantly because it's just not worth anyone's time when no one really knows uh, except for OBJ himself and probably his close associates. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Josh mentioned earlier about the Detroit Lions defense. We have some stats here about them. They've allowed the second most yards in the NFL this season. Uh, They allowed the most yards per game. With over 416. They've allowed the second most rushing yards uh, and rushing yards per game in the NFL, only in front of the Texans, uh, who obviously the Giants were able to run quite effectively over uh, this past Sunday. They've also given up the most points in the NFL, a- allowing over 29 points per game. The Giants have not scored 29 points per game this season. So let's see uh, if they can get to that mark. Uh, it's supposed. You know, actually. Oh, sorry.
0: I, I I don't mean to cut you off. I just had you know doing research into this. I wanted to see like, oh, they've given up the most points in the NFL per game. You know, the Giants are on a high scoring offense, so I just wanted to see if I can flip that stat. And be like, while well, the Giants have scored the second least amount of points, the Giants were actually not that like not that low on the list. I thought they'd be pretty low. I think they're in the top ten, like fewest points. I think it's about twenty point four points per game i think i think um but that that's not even that bad i thought it was going to be lower than than 20.4 points per game but they're not as bad as i thought they were going to be anyway alex you can continue
1: and it is supposed to be in the 30s on sunday with high winds looking like 20 miles per hour uh on sunday it's going to be tough for both teams to pass the ball. And I think that gives the Giants a big advantage with the run game and Saquon Barkley. A key part to the run game, obviously, is the offensive line. And we got some major news from practice this week. Shane Lemieux is back participating at practice. He's taking first team reps now with Josh Azudu's injury. We'll talk about that in a minute when we go over the injury report. And also Evan Neal is back at practice. He's not expected to play against the Lions, but there is a potential for him to return on Thanksgiving Against the Dallas Cowboys, so I'll have to wait and see about those two guys. But important that we get some players back on this beat up offensive line. Now moving to the injury report. Wednesday's injury. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yes, what? I've, I've, I've comments I would like to add about this. Wow, we, I didn't think completely... you would have any comments
0: about our big friends on the offensive line. No, not, no, no, no. I'm going. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm going back to the defense stats with the Lions, which, I mean, we can talk about later if you really want to, but while we were on it, I might as well touch on disrespect. it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, to be fair, I thought Andrew Thomas, we were talking about him earlier, so I did give him an offensive line shout out when it wasn't necessary. So, uh, But anyway, going to the Detroit Lions defense, I think you're going to see a very similar playbook uh, to what the Giants ran last week against the Texans. I think if Saquon Barkley's out for it, I'm sure he's probably asked by the coaching staff this week, like, hey, you go with a high... Uh, snap count or a high rushing count again. And I'm sure Saquon Barkley would happily accept having another game over 20 to 20, 30 rushes. And I think that's going to be a big, big factor there. Um, Last weekend, the, the temperature, the weather wasn't really big in affecting the gameplay. I think this week it's going to be our first cold November, you know, football weather game that's going to affect the gameplay with it being in the thirties throughout the day with the the wind speeds being over 10 to 20 miles an hour. uh, You're going to see the run game become effective and that gives the Giants the upper hand. Like Alex said, yes, they have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift on the the Lions, but we have Saquon Barkley. He's a one man show and that's all we need. Uh, so I think look, look, uh, out for the Giants have a very similar playbook and a high amount of rushes like they did against the Texans last week. You want to go up against a team and use their weaknesses to your to their advantage. The Texans were the worst team when it came to uh, allowing the most rushing yards in the NFL. Well, the Lions are just right down there at 31, right in front of them. Um, so I think they're going to just try and expose the same weaknesses. Uh, a good guy to look on defense there is Aiden Hutchinson. But remember, he's really going for those sacks, right? I think Aiden Hutchinson plays on the edge, Alex, if I'm correct. Yes. So, I mean... He, it's going to be hard if Saquon Barkley is going straight inside of that defensive line and Hutchinson is not going to be getting, you know, there quick enough. Um and and he's really going for the sack. So if we just continuous continuously run the ball. Hutchinson's the number one guy on that defense, I think without a doubt. So if he can't get to Saquon, you know, Saquon should be getting um a lot of of yards. So that is my comment on the defense. Now you can move to the injury report. Thank you for uh, letting me have a sec. Our
1: injury report now, uh, Wednesday, November 16th, the did not practice players included Daniel Bellinger with an eye injury, Dexter Lawrence back and resting uh, an offense uh, outside linebacker, excuse me, Kayvon Thibodeau with an illness, limited Dane Belton with a clavicle, Kenny Galladay with a hamstring, Evan Neal knee, Wondell Robinson hamstring, and uh, uh, outside linebacker Jihad Ward with a thumb injury. For Thursday, November 17th, today when we're recording this, the did not practice participants, or lack of participating, I guess you can say, uh, was Daniel Bellinger with the eye, Josh Azudu now with a neck injury, and Wandell Robinson moving from limited to do not practice uh, with his hamstring injury. And then the limited players were Dame Belton with a clavicle, Kenny Galladay with a hamstring, Dexter Lawrence back, Evan Neal knee, uh, Thibodeau illness, and Jahad Ward thumb. And hopefully to prevent injuries next year, next season, The Giants will finally, or not the Giants specifically, but MetLife Stadium will be changing the turf to, uh, we don't have the specifics yet, yet, but assuming a grass field, they will be getting rid of the turf. What are they going to play on? They're not going to play on concrete, I'm guessing. So I'm guessing they're going to move it to grass, Uh, but huge news announced by Julian Love in the NFLPA, uh, and it looks like MetLife will hopefully get a lot safer for the Giants players. Um, and you know, interesting that I, I always think about, they're like, hey, we're getting rid of the turf, but no one's saying what they're replacing it with. Are they replacing with new turf? I don't know. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be, uh, natural grass, which is just great, uh, for the players health wise, and hopefully we'll keep this Giants team much more healthy as we move forward.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought that announcement was very odd timing wise. I would think they would do that after the season, but I guess they just, just want to get it out there. I don't know. But, uh, Yeah. Changing it to who knows what, um, maybe it's new turf, maybe it's grass. If it's new turf, I feel like that's ju- they're they're just going to get mocked. Um, you know, the the MetLife MetLife Stadium in general is just going to keep getting made fun of. Um, you know, for the injuries that they um, allow on their turf, I guess you could say uh, in a sense because allowing because they're not replacing the turf. But hopefully, they put in grass, Alex. I'm hoping for the best um, there. What um, isn't looking like the best is our NFL
1: picks. Here, last wait week. one second, Josh. Sorry. We just got actually some more, some breaking news about the turf. Funny enough. Um, it looks like the turf will not be changed to grass, but to a new synthetic surface. According to MetLife stadium, a statement was released 20 minutes ago. So there you go. It looks like it's going to be another synthetic surface, uh, whatever that means. The players were hoping for grass. It does not look to be the case. So really pointless unless the synthetic surface is safer, but just a real interesting uh, you know day of news regarding that subject. But yes, we'll talk about it more probably in the recap or in preview next week uh, when we have more news about it.
0: Yeah, well, we'll figure it out as the time comes. But anyway, back to what I was saying, which was such a great line, man, that you got to cut into there. Um, I was saying I'm you know looking forward to the best uh, for the NFL turf. That's not going to be grass, but whatever. What's not looking like the best is what I was going for with our picks last week. I think in the three seasons we've done this, right? Three seasons? Yeah. In the three seasons we've done these NFL picks, the worst possible week I think we've both ever had. We had the same record of three and ten. Three wins, ten losses in the picks. (laughs) Awful. That is absolutely horrible. I am ashamed. I apologize on behalf of both of us. And let's hope we do better this week because otherwise – do not i mean like i when i was on on my on my streak on my roll and we were doing pretty well both of us alex i was i was telling our listeners to you know take my advice go on betmgm go on fanduel make those bets put in those picks trust me a little bit if we have another week like we did last week i will never and i repeat i will never tell anyone to listen to me again When it comes to our picks, that's all I have to say. And whenever you're ready, you could start with the uh, games at one or Thursday night football.
1: Thursday night football going on right now. It's currently 7-0 to the Titans um, in the first quarter. We both have the Packers winning this one, though, so hopefully they make a comeback for our sake. Uh, Bears and Falcons, we both have the Bears. Eagles, Colts, I have the Eagles. Josh has the Jeff Saturday Colts uh, referenced earlier in the episode. Uh, Jets, Patriots, we both have the Jets. Commanders, Texans, we both have the Commanders. Rams, Saints, I have the Rams. Josh has the Saints. who are going to be led by Andy Dalton again this week, interestingly. Uh, And Browns, Bills, we both have the Bills. Panthers, Ravens, we both have the Ravens. Uh, And then Raiders, Broncos, I'll send it over to Josh.
0: Yeah. So Raiders Broncos is where we split Alex having the Raiders Broncos, uh, are going with me or I'm picking them. The Raiders have just been so underwhelming this year, especially with the Derek Carr, Devontae Adams connection that we all thought was coming in the offseason. It's just been so much talent, poor. just no production. Crazy. No, no production, but Josh Jacobs has been killing it. So credit to him, um, Cowboys versus the Vikings. We both have the Vikings winning this one. We both hope the Vikings win this one. Um, any other way, it's going to be upsetting, uh, especially going into a Thanksgiving matchup against the Cowboys uh, next Thursday. Bengals versus Steelers. Both of the Bengals winning that one. Chiefs versus Chargers, which is probably the game. Could you say the game of the week, Sunday Night Football? I, I, it might be. Yeah, um, anyway, we both we both have the Chiefs winning that one. I would say it's the game of the week, looking at the other matchups. Um and then the final one, 49ers versus Cardinals, which is also going to be a good matchup. Monday Night Football, 49ers. We both have them winning that game. Um. Okay, so let's go to our Giants talk here. Back to our Giants talk, I should say. And start out with our players to watch in this one. I'll say my Giants player because it's a basic one. It's Saquon Barkley. I mentioned the defense. I mentioned how the Detroit Lions are super, super low, second to last in giving up the uh, um, second second most amount of rushing yards in the NFL as well as per game. And the Giants are going to hand the ball to Saquon Barkley a lot. So I think it's a pretty obvious choice um, who to give that player to watch to for the Giants. For the Lions for the exact same reason I'm picking Jamal Williams. He's also, um, their guy in the red zone, red zone carries. It's not Deandre Swift. It's Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is up there with a good amount of touchdowns this year as well in general. Uh, obviously most of that, most of the reasons for that is because he is the red zone back. Uh, but just because of the giants and then probably not throwing the ball because of the wind and the Cold weather, I think it's going to be the same thing for Jared Goff and the Lions. Jared Goff isn't a great quarterback, so I think he's going to want to hand it off to Jamal Williams too, or that's what uh, Dan Campbell's going to want him to do. So Giants player to watch, Jaquan Barkley for me, as well as for the Lions, Jamal Williams.
1: All right, you're going with the double running backs. I'm going with the double receivers. For the Giants, I'm going to go Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, excuse me. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting... Uh, News, you know, a couple of days leading up to the game, who the receivers for the Giants are going to be Kenny Galladay and Wandell Robinson injured. I think both of them are unlikely to play, would be my guess. I just have a feeling. So I'm going to go with Hodgins. I think him and Daniel Jones already seem to be forming a little bit of a connection last week. uh, And now with another week of practice under their belt, could that connection go a little bit further? Uh, And I think, you know, the Giants, they're going to run the ball a lot, like you said, Josh, but in those critical third and longs, Who's going to step up for the Giants? And I think it might be Hodgins. And then for the Lions, same exact thing. They're also going to be running the ball a lot. um, But in those third and longs, you know, in those play-action passes, who's Jared Goff look to? He looks to Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the breakout rookie from last year, has had a pretty good season so far. And I think it's going to be interesting to see whether the Giants decide to have a Dory Jackson move with him into the slot where he goes. He kind of rotates between the slot and the outside. Or are they going to let Darnay Holmes cover him when he's in the slot? Interesting key thing to look out for, in my opinion. Is Adoree Jackson going to follow him, or is it going to be uh, Jackson and Darnay Holmes, depending on where he is? Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. All right, now moving to our game predictions, our game score predictions. I have the Giants winning. Why wouldn't I have them? They're 7-2 and two right now, and I'm going to have them winning in the same style of game that they've continually won, uh, which is these close one-score games. I'm going to have them winning 21 to 17.
0: I'm hoping the Giants kind of run away with this one. And I wanted to give a funky score for this game because why not? Funky is fun. 26-13 Giants win. Uh, And that's my score prediction. Alex, I'll make a comment on your players to watch. I think you just think the wind is a complete myth. Um, And if we end up going to this game on Sunday, you're going to retract that statement immediately. Um, (laughs) Yeah. you're going to feel the wind. I'll tell you that much. Um, but anyway, I think, I think we got everything. So let me give some quick shout outs for us, you know, in our favor, and we hope that you will take them, um, and help us out. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Um, you can go on social media and follow us on all of our channels. Twitter and TikTok, the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast, and Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. Find more places to listen to the podcast is at, uh, on Chipitstudios.com/slash Giant Take. Rate us five stars on our podcast, Spotify, or wherever, wherever else you can rate us. Um, and if you didn't listen to everything I said or I was speaking too fast, whatever it is, um, all those things I was talking about will be in the podcast notes. Uh, down below when you click on the episode Alex without further ado
1: take it away thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the giant take podcast and we'll see everyone next time hopefully after another Giants win